Drama hits the world of Tekken after Bandai Namco reveals that they're adding frame data into a future update for three or four dollars. Plus, Catalyst and I each list off our top five picks for DLC characters that we think would best shake things up in Street Fighter V on this week's episode of the Event Hubs podcast. Perfect. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. How's it going, Internet? Uh, well, you know what? The internet is actually very pissed off right now because <laughs> Tekken decided to charge for frame data. Like they want it's a four blaze bucks. over over, and it's not even necessarily four bucks. There isn't a an actual price for this yet. It's probably three to four dollars is what they've said. It's like somewhere in three to four dollars. Uh, but yes, you're right. Everyone's fighting about this. Everyone's got a stance on this matter. What it is is that uh, I think it was two days ago. Uh, on the 27th, sorry, three days ago, uh, Bandai Namco came out and said that we're doing a bit of an update for Season 3 of Tekken 7, and it's going to include things like uh, replay tips and and additions to training mode and this awesome, the most important part, this awesome new uh, Harada-themed customization option so you can put Harada glasses and, and hair and suits on your... I think it's only the male characters is what I heard. I don't know specifically, but you can dress your characters up like Harada. Uh, and that's all great and awesome. And that's all free. But one part of this new edition is not free. And that is the addition of frame data in the game. So in training mode, you can go in now, or you will be able to go in once this update hits this winter. And you'll be able to see the frame data of your move, similar to what you can do already in Street Fighter V, thanks to the Arcade Edition update. Um, it's built into Mortal Kombat 11. A lot of modern fighters have this. And Tekken 7 is getting it, but they're charging people that don't already have the season pass. If you have the season pass, this part's free too. But if you don't have the season pass, it's three or four bucks and people are pissed. Have you seen any reactions to this? Uh, I've seen them up on our website. I've seen them on Twitter. I'm I'm having a really hard time like seeing how this is an upsetting thing for people. Uh, it just It's like, dude, this is so much work. We've done move listings for Tekken before on our website, and it's insanity. It's not it's not like oh this is a lot of work. I'm literally saying it is an insane amount of work. I think I give my entire staff carpal tunnel by doing Tekken moves in the past before. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Well, frame data has very clearly become an integral part of the competitive fighting game experience. If you want to get serious, you really need to know and understand frame data and that varies from game to game, but from what I hear, especially with the Z axis, the 3D point of, of Tekken, the kind of interactions that happen and the significance of frame data and spacing and advantage is incredibly important, even even arguably more so than in a game like Street Fighter that I'm more familiar with. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to tell our listeners, I literally have Monat's frame data tab up in front of me, and I'm, I'm not even joking, I keep this tab up at all times. I have like, you know, the admin for event hubs. I have my email. I have a few other very important work, you know, related tabs up here. And then right next to that is the Monat frame data tab, which has been up for about the last two years. I've I seen it not... when you send screenshots. Yes, I've seen it. I, I keep it in there at all times. I am one of the biggest believers in frame data you will find out there. I absolutely love frame data and believe it is incredibly crucial to high level play. 
Right. So over the last, I say, 10 years or so, the idea of frame data has gone from a thing that only the really serious seek out and find wherever they can to a fairly accessible, you get it in an app, you go on event hubs, you go on to a, a lot of the, the game's websites, and now it's just a routine thing in games. And some games have been doing it for a while. I think Dead or Alive 5 did it. Uh, I believe one of the earlier Virtual Fighters did it. So it's grown into this matter-of-fact part of fighting games. And people, I think, that are upset with it are upset based on the principle. It's the concept that this should be here. Everybody else is doing it. Who are you, Bandai Namco, to charge me at all? It, no one's going to miss 3 or $4. That's kind of couch money at this point. The, it's the principle behind it that I shouldn't have to pay for something that should be routine already. And that's, that's, from my point of view, the only thing that I can see where people would be upset about this. Is that... Same boat for you, or did you have any yeah, other I, angles? I get why people are upset about it, but it's still like, okay, so do, what are you saying when you're complaining about this also? The other thing is like, Ben and Namco, how dare you do this? You shouldn't even have done it to begin with. You know, like, and that's like, okay, well, the choice between having in, in-game frame data or not having it, I'm going to take in-game any single day of the week, especially for four bucks. And I get that it should be in there, but a lot of things should be done in the fighting game community that are never freaking done. I, I, mm. We're talking about the fighting game community here, dude. How many things are just back ass words in this community <laughs> in terms of stuff that is never done and never done properly? We just were covering it the other day about like how many games don't have rollback netcode and, and they're all messed up. And how many games had freaking massive um, input latency issues? Like, as of, of you know, just not that long ago, and, and Bandit Amco was actually one of the, the forebearers of this. They went back and updated Tekken 7 to remove that input delay uh, and did you know released it for free. And it was like a not trivial thing they went back and did. And did it but for they free. didn't charge you for it. Exactly. And that is significant. Now, I will say that it is a little bit of a tacky look on Bandai Namco's part to charge for this, but yeah, there's a lot of different things going on right now. One more thing I want to say before I jump into the, the train of thought that I was going there is uh, Ace King Offsuit brought up an interesting uh, perspective to this that I think is worth talking about. I don't think this is the case, and I'm glad it's not, uh, but he said essentially that, well, if we set this precedent that we can charge for something like this and then people pay for it, then what if they continue to do it in the future? And what if others see that they can do it and all of a sudden we're doing that you know, we used to get the full burger, but now it's DLC burger, and now it's DLC frame data. And and if you want training mode, then you have to pay for that separate too. And and the fear of going down this path, I get it because this does look like the very very first step of that, or it could be. But looking at this situation, oh yeah, yeah, I, I just want to say on the other end of things. Well, when you do that, guess what happens? You get Marvel infinited. And all of a sudden your game sells like garbage because you everyone can see you're putting it behind a DLC wall or you're doing Street Fighter Cross Tekken again. And everyone's like, oh, you're just basically making us pay for a bunch of content that was already kind of there. Right. Right. And people will rebel against that. And I get it. That's a fair argument. You know, and Steve is awesome. Love Steve. Yeah. Um, but it can work the other way just as quickly. And it's like, well, now people aren't even going to buy your base game. And now you're right. screwed. And, and so, yeah. Well, he would. I guess he would argue that he's afraid that we would get to there if they if they did this, because that would be a negative effect of all of this as well. And we're seeing that reaction right now, like from the people that are are against this. But when I look at this particular situation, and I look at Bandai Namco. I think, okay, so when Tekken 7 came out, it was not a priority for them to put frame data in. But sometime between, what is that, two or three years ago and now, 
it's become a priority so much so that they say we need to retroactively go back in and put it in Tekken 7. Fair enough. Well, as you just sort of laid out, that's no easy task. Like that's that's tedious. That takes work. It's going to take some time. And that might take some convincing to the to the higher ups. Who knows who actually wanted yeah. to do this and who made the call? And and they might have said something along the lines of, well, sure, but we're going to have to make, you know, cut our losses on it at least and, and charge a few bucks for it for the people that if it's this important, then people will pay for it. Something like that, some kind of conversation in that vein. And they said, OK, this is the best we can do. Um, and they end up charging for it because normally going forward, it has become a matter of fact thing. So it will be part of the initial development process. And I would guess that that's what's going to be the case for whatever comes next after Tekken and the, the, the following Tekkens and things like that from Bandai Namco. You probably will have it and it will be matter of fact. It will be just part of the development process. But right now it wasn't in this example. And so when you go back, it does take some extra time where it wasn't placed in the in the initial list of to do, and so it's going to cost some extra money in this instance, and that's why we're seeing the two or three dollars or three or four dollars. I I just want to throw it out there, like, what if this cost a half million dollars to put together? Yeah, and I I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is uh, one of the few times we've ever gotten information about how much this stuff costs to do is actually with Skullgirls because they did the crowdfunding thing. And Mike Z was like, look, he's like, you guys have donated, you know, $25,000. Now I can animate one of my characters fist opening and closing one time. You know, it's like, thank you. That's great. But this is and you know, I think Capcom and a few other people actually chimed in and was like, yeah, he's right. He's not. He's not. He's not misleading you in any way, shape, or form, guys. This is very expensive stuff to do. So I, I'm, I'm throwing out a number out there. I'm not educated on how much it costs. I've never heard how much it would cost to put in frame data in this game. But let's say it's a half million dollars. Someone's got to authorize that. And guess what? If they're not getting any money back from it and they, they're not able to you know recoup some of that loss, I don't think this is happening. And then when Tekken 8 comes out or some other game comes out, we're not getting frame data. And, and mm. I, so I look at this and go... Damn it, guys! Like, like Apple, Applebee's, like it's sitting right in front of me here. They have twenty-five cent boneless wings, and someone did a tweet about this, and I loved it. They're like, you know, I could get like fifty, you know, boneless wings. Whatever the math is there, I don't know. But damn it, um, it, it's not that much money. Like, it's four bucks. Like, how are we complaining about this? I don't understand it. But yeah, anyway, you're, you're right. So where I'm going with this personally, and where I think I would urge other people to go with this is, I get the flare-up right now, okay, you got it out of your system, it's on principle, and you're warning Bandai Namco that if you go down this weird path that it, it looks like this could be the beginning of, we're not going to be happy about it. You've expressed that. Let's see where things go. Let's see what happens with Tekken 8 or whatever, and uh, give them the benefit of the doubt for the time being, because it's probably just a good thing, and it's probably just a matter of circumstance that things played out this way i agree and, and uh, so I, I there's a lot of frustration on my end from this but you know i i guess i side a lot with developers on this stuff when it comes to business choices and I, I think a lot of people are just kind of detached from that aspect of it having ran my own business for quite some time now i i guess i sympathize a lot with it so i do have to check myself a little bit and try to embrace some of the attitudes out there in the community I don't always agree with them, but I, I do try to acknowledge them and try to see where people are coming from. And again, but history shows that if the developers are too messed up with this stuff, and you know, it's Marvel Infinite, it's Street Fighter Cross Tekken, people just aren't going to buy your product. They're going to vote with their wallet where it really counts, which is that main initial purchase, which is really what the developers care about. They care about this DLC stuff too. It's not a, a moot point in the situation. It is a big deal, relatively speaking, to the you know the post-life 
existence of a game, but a much bigger deal is that initial launch. And if your product is not good enough there and people, you know, vote with their wallets, that hurts. And we've yeah. seen that hurt many companies over the years. Uh, I mean, and even Bandai Namco has said like with Soul Calibur, like this could be the last entry in the series with, you know, the one we just got. It's like, they're like, if it doesn't do well, we don't do it again, you know? And so we'll see. It just, uh, I don't feel like it's probably worth it. Not looking back, hindsight 2020, and again, we don't know the particulars of how much this costs, but to do this and charge for the money, I don't feel like it was worth it for Bandai to do that because also the people that have the season pass are getting this anyway, and that's most of the competitive scene that cares about frame data. The people that would potentially buy this are those that haven't bought that and that might not be as competitive, that might not care about frame data, that are, I mean, the, the more you think about it, the amount of people, the audience that have Tekken that are going to get this is fairly small that are going to purchase yep. it so it's it's like the smallest thing to have this kind of a fight over and i hope it i don't think it will echo in eternity so to speak but i, I really hope it doesn't yeah, too i think it might echo with like hey guess what there's no frame data in, in tekken 8 and future titles that's oh, no. that's how i worry about it seriously <laughs> again i love my frame data so got the tab up right now i'm looking at it but not standing heavy punch uh, it's 12 frame startups. It's just dumb. So you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also dumb. It says that in the frame data too, which is helpful. Yes. Anyway, so moving along here, <laughs> top five characters we feel would bring something new to Street Fighter V. And now John and I have not compared lists. I have no idea where he's going to go with his. And like, this is like completely like, we're just like, hey, this is something uh, for me, at least I will say that I wanted to find styles that we don't have a lot of already. I wanted characters that I felt would bring some brand new things to this game. So it's near the end of Street Fighter V's lifespan. Um, and I think it's a good time to experiment with some different styles that lesser popular characters can occupy. Like, it's like, uh, you know, maybe you don't want to take uh, Ryu and make him into a rushdown character who sucks, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe that would happen. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know, you know, but, uh, but I think that Nick said it best uh, ways back that he said, the truly iconic characters uh, in the Street Fighter franchise are all in Street Fighter V now since Sagat and Sakura were added, right? Like those were like the truly last like super iconic characters that were not in the game. And you can make some cases for a few others, you know, and maybe we will here with our list. Um, but I, I think we've kind of got basically all of them at this point. Maybe a few, you know, one or two that you could say, whatever. And But I will also cite Street Fighter IV. Um, and at the very end of the game, we got Poison, Hugo, Rolento, Elena, and DiCaprio. You could maybe say Poison is a little bit iconic, but, you know, I I don't personally think she is to Street Fighter. You know, maybe she is now or something like that. But those characters were not iconic additions to the game. Like, that's kind of where I look at Street Fighter V being right now is kind of like the ultra Street Fighter Four phase. Uh, they were, were secondary hype. Yeah. Right? They were yeah. those, like, those characters that people remembered from, from Alpha or from Final Fight. And they really remembered them, but they were sort of from other other arenas that Street Fighter 4 wasn't necessarily exploring at the time. So that was something about it. It's like for those of, for those that remember these characters or that were fans, it was like that was great. And then those of us that weren't really in those arenas, but we saw the excitement from those other people that were familiar with it, that kind of uh, uh, vetted these characters for us in in a sense. And then so it was an interesting new addition. And it was there was a bunch of different things happening with Ultra 2, but it was ultimately that all transitioned into a positive thing, I think. 
Save for DiCaprio, because she was lame. (laughs) (laughs) I actually liked her, but yeah. Um, But anyway, so those characters, not really well known in gaming circles. That's where we're at with Street Fighter V. So let's experiment a bit. Let's get some new and kind of unique flavors that we've never had before. Um, I know it's going to piss off some of the, you know, loyalists and whatnot to this game, but that's what Street Fighter V has been doing all along. You know, if if Ryu is your thing, uh, if Birdie is your thing, if Cody is your thing, um, you got a very different flavor of that character than you probably ever expected. And that has kind of been the name of the game. Game. Not in every case, but in a lot of cases. Man, did I talk to some Vega players who just hate what he is in Street Fighter V for a variety of reasons, but but there it is. Yeah. Uh, so, John, like going over, like, before we start off with your list here, um, uh, did you have any kind of major criteria that you looked at when you were putting it together? I've gone through a couple of evolving criteria because at first I was, I've been thinking about new characters through the lens of what would be the most effective and efficient and hype. And that's certainly part of this, but it's not the central part of this because like you just laid out, it's more along the lines of who would bring something new to the game. And that might be because we're feeling like the game is a little bit needs, needs to be stirred up yeah. a tad, right? Yeah. And I think that's kind of the, the underlying so what of all of this is that what kind of characters might stir things up a bit in a positive way so that kind of became more of my criteria and so now I'm thinking more in the style of uh, or or, I'm sorry more in the vein of play style something different than what we already have Um, and then most of my characters are based on that some of them because I was already kind of into it were like more based on uh, how I think the community would want and receive them and how they could still bring something unique even if they themselves already have another character that you could compare them to Gotcha. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. All right. So how we're going to do this is uh, John and I are going to you know list off our uh, our number fives, you know, uh, and then of course if we have the same character on that list, like we'll cover them at that point in time. Him or her, I should say. Uh, are they? You use proper pronouns in this generation, right? Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll get into those characters back and forth. But at number five here, I have Dudley. Do you have Dudley hey, at all on your list? I have Dudley. At number five. Oh, hey, <laughs> how about that? So um, I the reason I mainly wanted Dudley on this uh, in this game is his high-low mix-up game. I don't feel that's a big enough of a factor in Street Fighter V right now. Like a lot of characters have overheads, you know, but that, that quick hitting, uh, I'm going to combo from my overhead and actually blow you up, and then all the low stuff that Dudley has. Like, I don't think it's a dominant style in Street Fighter V. And, and I would actually like to see that kind of added into the game at some point. Uh, Dudley traditionally has a very hard time getting in, but he is a beast once he does. Uh, and and so with that, I'd kind of like to see like his rose, like his rose toss, um, it be a solid part of his gameplay. Maybe it's his V skill or his down V skill where he would toss it out and would kind of give him a chance to create an opening. And I really would be very disappointed with Capcom if they add Dudley to the game and they don't make his rose some kind of like stylistic approach for his gameplay because it's such an iconic move for him it's and part of his identity at this point right? yeah I, I really feel like it is and like in street fighter 4 it was there it just it should have been something more and i get you know it's hard to make all this stuff work but like if it's not some kind of element to his core gameplay i'm going to be disappointed um, so Dudley was one of those characters that I felt like wouldn't necessarily be entirely different than, say, like a Nikali, maybe, um, in certain ways. And of course, he's uh, people compare him to Ed all the time. I think Ed is is the 
next evolution of the the very basic concept of Dudley, and Dudley in turn was, of course, coming from Balrog. Uh, but they're very much their own characters. I'm not saying that they're any anything close to copies, but they, I mean, Machine Gun Blow and Psycho Flicker is kind of the same animation, and they're you know, boxers and such. It's like, yeah, you, you kind of got cut from the same mold, and this is maybe the next generation or so. Um, but with Dudley... He's one of those characters uh, that I think would grab a lot of hype um, from one, the people that can already appreciate him because they know who he is and they know his legacy and especially the kind of hype that Smug brought Mm -hmm. in uh, Street Fighter 4 with Dudley. Um, we'd get maybe a, a glimpse back of that again too, and that would be great. Not to say that Smug isn't doing a lot with his own personal persona and his gameplay, but we haven't had Smug Street Fighter Four Dudley since Smug Street Fighter Four Dudley, and that's just the way it is. Um, but this character is one that when you're cycling through on the character select screen, and you maybe you don't know any of the characters beyond Ryu, and you're not picking Ryu, he's one that I would argue people hover over and they go, "This might be one that I that I check out." Yeah. He's got so much personality. Uh, the fact that he wears his boxing gloves just like Balrog does all the time, um, and you go, okay, well, that's a that's a first of all, it's a fighting kind of a thing, but it's also kind of goofy because he he wears them always. He drinks tea while wearing his boxing gloves, um, and, uh, and 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 so where even though Balrog does this as well, Balrog is just very like I like women and whiskey and money and selfishness, and I'm dumb and I want to punch things. It's like okay, well we've seen that that story before but Dudley is like the polar opposite yet still has the boxing gloves on and um, he looks like a kind of character that you would want to take into a fight this lanky boxer you can see how he might be doing um, might be going about attacking his foes and ducking around and, and such and and he's intriguing on that level when he translates into the game itself he's very much a rushdown like you said he's high low and even though you go well that sounds like a 50 50 if I've ever heard one you're right but a lot of those uh, interactions in Street Fighter 5 have been do I block or push a button or block and not block as opposed to do I block high versus block low and even though that might sound especially to people that don't explore this game as much as like that's the same idea who cares I think that that as far as the people that play this game are concerned is a significant enough difference that makes him feel a little bit fresh now will that cause nightmares as I begin to think about how I would balance this character in the atmosphere of Street Fighter 5 I get kind of scared because anyone that's already rushed down and that is already just trying to open you up uh, and if their hardest thing is getting in on you, uh, maybe against Minot and Guile and characters like that, they're gonna have a hard time. But Street Fighter Five, and it's a lot of a lot of matches turn into. It's just a matter of when I get in on you using all of the V trigger cancels and things like that. So, but we're not necessarily talking too much about you know tier list gameplay. It's more of can they bring a style mm-hmm. um, that people would be excited to see. And Dudley has proven to be an esports as it comes watchable sort of character with uh, what they did with what uh, smug did with him in street fighter 4 uh, he's he's very attractive on the character select screen he's got a legacy about him he's got so much uh, uh, unique personality i think that this would be a great choice from the characters that are still remaining um, to add to street fighter 5 i would be hyped i would try dudley out for sure um, I, I want to go back to something you said about comparing Dudley to Ed. I've known a number of Dudley players, and I have never heard them say, like, Ed is any kind of substitute for the character. Like, I, I, the, the comparison I would go is, like, you go to a store, and you're like, hey, you know what? I really want something sugary and nice to eat and all that kind of stuff. Like, some, like, give me some junk food and all that. And so you go up and you ask for a Twinkie, right? Like, hey, give me a Twinkie mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then they give you an apple. 
that's like what you get from Ed. It's like, this is not what I wanted. Yeah, it's sugary. It's kind of, it, this is not what I freaking want. I wanted, I wanted some badass stuff. I didn't want some freaking, ah, you know. <laughs> so, are you, are yeah. you saying more that Ed's just not a strong enough character to even no. be considered? Or are you saying just his play style play is so style, incredibly different? There's some, there's some moves that are similar, but it's really, I, I don't even think they're in the same ballpark of style of character. I, I don't no, and, think, and I yeah. would. Uh, so it's 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 more like the way Remy seems to be like they started with Street Fighter 2 and I think that it has evolved from there most characters that have come after that have been uh, I would say just inspired with a foundation but again not at all the same experience or the same character and not a palette swap or anything in, in that ballpark but like Remy kind of seems like he's reminiscent of Guile with his sonic booms and things like that. It's not the same style of character. It's just like similar moves and and uh, a hint of that. You know, uh, Laura is somewhat similar to Blanca, but that's more in like she's from Brazil. She's got the green. She's got the electricity. It's almost as though they're more uh, callbacks to these characters yeah. um, who were very distant springboards for what uh, these newer characters are. So yes, not the same style of play or anything. Just more like a callback. There you go. Um, so with Dudley, I would make sure that he has very long and damaging combos that are very complicated to do. That is a staple of the character, making him highly technical, highly flashy, what you've mentioned. You know, that's what he is. He is a very flashy character, and that's one of the ways he does it, right? That is not mm. something that's prominent in Street Fighter V right now. There are a few characters with really long and complicated combos that that do you know some great damage, but those are few and far between. And you add that to the game, you're adding a whole new layer that it exists, but it doesn't exist really well. And and that's one of the huge reasons I would love to see this character. Um, he would also be based heavily around, you know, a lot of patience and bulldogging, you know, required. Like, he normally does not have great normals in neutral. His normals are all about getting up and close. You know, he's a boxer. That's what he does, right? And then he lays the hurt on people. And it would, you know, increase, I believe, the, the patience and intelligence required to play this character in particular um, if he's done correctly. You know, he, of course, he could be a V-Trigger monster, right? And it's like his V-Trigger one is like four bars and like kills you instantly and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know. It's Capcom. I don't know what they're going to do, but with Dudley, there's an opportunity to create a very thoughtful and technical rushdown character, which, again, a lot of the rushdown characters in Street Fighter V, they're usually easy to play, are their grapplers. And, and a highly technical rushdown character, I, I, you know, it's... They don't. They don't exist very much in this game. So uh, I, again, I think it's a great opportunity for Capcom to set a brand new kind of precedent with that style of play. So. Yes, I I don't know how far into the concept of balance we want to go. I don't think very far, but I have to say, in thinking about Dudley, and I wrote a piece on him, what he might look like if he were to be brought into Street Fighter Four, how cool he would be, and and sort of how he might play some some staples of his gameplay, and thinking about. Yes, he would be rushed down. I agree with a lot of what you said there, that he would have to really work in the neutral, but once he earned his in, it would be, that's that's his sweet spot, and it would be very much to his advantage. But then if he has something like EX Machine Gun Blow, where he dashes up to you and is hitting you into V-Trigger, and it's safe on block, and he gets to circumvent most all of that, um, um, you know, trying to, to get in, and he just gets, hey, I'm V-Trigger, and now I'm next to you, and I have whatever my V-Trigger does that would very quickly easily break the character it's 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 easy to see how that would be super strong in street fighter 5 and then on the other side of that though if it's way too hard for him to get close because he's amazing up close to you then then it doesn't matter and it's not fun to play the character because you're just getting zoned out by everyone and crush countered here and there as you try to make your advances and whatnot and then so he's one of those characters that 
like just Bay's basic design would really probably thrive in this game, but to the point where I'm wary because you probably need to tone him down in some way, and then if you do that, you risk toning him down too much. He's kind of a, like a, well, the way Street Fighter V's V system, which is sort of the bed of, of, which you have to put a new character through and, and make them work in like that that V that V system atmosphere can be very difficult and especially yeah. for rushdown characters they they can really um, they can really break either direction very quickly and, and I will say with the the brand new uh, DLC characters with Poison Honda and Lucia um, I'm impressed th- yeah they they've impressed um, like. In their V triggers are not the the end all be all of their design. They're, they're mm-hmm. helper tools for them, but they don't make or break the characters. And they all seem decent enough to work off of that, right? And that would be kind of the hope with Dudley is that Capcom keeps that tradition alive. But he also is a very explosive character, and I don't know if you can make him, you know, lack that explosiveness without giving him a, a great V trigger. Like I think a great V trigger might be a need for him, which is a little bit scary, but that's also, I think kind of why I have him fifth overall where I could see him being a great addition, but I'm not super, super, super high on him coming to the game. And, and think about what goes into a robbery character. Is it a, a character that rushes you down, puts you in the corner and then puts you in 50, 50 mixups until you're dead. Like that's Dudley one oh one, And it, and it happened in street fighter four a lot. Yeah. We didn't see it. Would, he didn't feel like a robbery character in the sense that that was wrong because of how that game kind of worked. But this game, he could be one of those robbery. He could be the king of robbery very quickly. And so it's, it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, so who do you have at number four? Um, I didn't necessarily order these in a, in any specific order, but my next character down the list is Fei Long. Okay, all right. I do not have Fei Long on my list, so so go no for Fei. it. Yeah, no Fei. So, so Fei is another uh, similar to Dudley. I would try him out. I think a lot of people would be attracted to him. He he at first kind of appears sort of vanilla. You know, he doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles on him. He's just wearing these black pants and and no shirt usually and that's it. But it's also a Bruce Lee callback and a lot of people are going to get that. I think people would appreciate Faye for his legacy. Um, And there we don't have Rekkas in this game. We really don't. We have yeah. them locked behind Karen's V trigger. But as Dakota was kind of pointing out and highlighting a, a day or two ago in our in our chats, Street Fighter V has been very anti Rekka. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the Rekkas from Poison that she used to have. Um, like I said, Karens are locked behind her V-Trigger 1, and they certainly don't serve the purpose of, you know, pushing towards the corner or or being a, um, like, a footsie tool. They're more of a confirm tool for more damage and then mix-ups because you can go into different um, uh, follow-ups afterwards. Uh, but, you know, there's no Yang, there's no, uh, there's no Fei Long, there's nothing like that in this game. And... I mean, it's this is another kind of thing where it's scary to think of Rekkas in five because they just kind of take you to the corner and then play rush down until you're dead. That was already a problem with Fei Long in Street Fighter Four, and that was like I just said, an atmosphere where this rush down robbery wasn't the biggest problem that the game had. So it would be another very difficult thing to try to balance this sort of character for this game, and maybe that's the reason why we haven't seen him or characters like him so far. But hey, if you're talking about bringing something new to the mix, Fei Long is one of those favorites that his style really isn't represented right now, and if you can do it well, that would definitely bring something new. Yeah, I I looked at the character for this list, and I'm like, 
I just don't think he has enough flair to like, it, you know, character in terms of his notoriety as a, you know, a fighter. I think that's good enough, but his style just didn't jump out enough to me where I'm like, yeah, that's great. You know, the Rekkas are the one kind of saving grace he has. And then I can't think of another character who has the particular like flying kick attack where they actually go through the air, you know, the chicken wing, right? Chicken um, wing. And, uh, it's I could see like just on that moveset alone, like, you know, bring something new. Maybe they finally do something with his nunchucks, you know, like he, he would do mm-hmm. them in his wind poses and all that kind of stuff, but he would never actually use them. So maybe one of his V triggers, he finally like pops them out there and hits you with them or something like that. Um, that could be pretty cool. Um, but man, Fei Long has always been like since uh, he was first introduced in, you know, uh, Super Street Fighter 2. He's always been such a vanilla character to me. Like, and it's like, I go back to like watching like Fudo play him and whatnot. It's like, so vanilla. Like, everything he does is like so vanilla. It's like, okay, you know, like, yeah, I'm good. You know, I, so I, I wouldn't be totally upset if Fei Long was added to the game, but like, I, I can't get the hype going for him. So. I don't know how many fireworks he would inspire. You're right. Cause he's, he's fairly straightforward. He's going to sit around in the neutral and fish for a hit, confirm that into Rekka's, and then, do his oaky pressure and then rinse and repeat um for the most part i mean but he's got like a cool flaming dp you know with his kick and and he's got tension and that that was always kind of cool when tension hit because it was that it was well (laughs) i talk a lot of crap about g and his command grab and such but this is essentially the same idea although it does side switch so maybe that's a little bit better for people Um, who don't know what john's talking about he he means uh, Fei Long's flip grab. It did like one point of damage, but he would uh, he would be able to combo you after he flipped over you and landed on the other side. It's basically a flip command grab that does almost no damage, but you can combo. So yeah, just like Yun. Yeah, I think has in Yang. So I the character has style and he has uh you know the Bruce Lee thing going on and he's got the legacy and you're right. I mean we've both even said I think of our own accords that he feels a little vanilla. But he is different from what we have in Street Fighter V. And, and considering that, you know, Sagat and Sakura and the bigger names are out of the way and you're looking for who can we do now, I don't think Fei Long would be a bad call. And, and maybe he just really doesn't work for the game, but it, it's just one character that didn't work for the game and whatever. But maybe he does. And with, Fei, with what Fei Long has been in the past, I think there's a really good chance that he does. And so um, that's why he's on my list. Gotcha. All right, so next up here, I want to get the salt going. I want to feel, feel the salt all over my skin. I don't know if that's a thing or not. But <laughs> anyway, I, at number four, I've got Sea Viper. And God. I want to ah. see this character. I know, I know. I, I love it. It's like, yeah, let me, let me feel I hate that. You. Yes. Um, heavily based around her burn kicks is how I would have this character play. I hate yeah, you so heavily, much. Heavily, heavily controlling the air and jumping game. Like, like being a dominant thing, because that's not really a thing here in Street Fighter V. Like, there's no characters out there that just completely dominate in the air. Like, they can do stuff in there, but, you know, and, you know, Kami's got some dive kicks, and, you know, uh, Monat and Dalsim have dive kicks and all that kind of stuff, but they're not controlling the air. Viper and Marvel Infinite. Yeah. Uh, Viper would be that character. She would be the character blowing you up and like you do not want to let her get off the ground. And so to, to counteract that, like her ground game would be kind of like whatever, right? Like if you got in on her and you got pressure on her and I would give her 900 health to, to you know, like if you got her, you're probably killing her pretty quickly, right? 
but um, uh, you do not want to let her get out to the air. And and so with that, I would give her her jump, a normal jump, and then a super jump, just like in Street Fighter Four. And that would start to out uh, to give her a little bit more like technical skill that's required, right? Like uh, uh, you're already hearing that with Dudley. Now with C Viper, I want a little bit more technical characters in this game to kind of help people feel that like fighting game rush again, especially here at the end of the game's lifespan. It's like, yeah, I mean, if if you're selling DLC characters, the people who are buying them still. They're people who really care about the game and they're hardcore players. So let's give them characters that kind of satisfy that itch, right? That like, mm, yeah, okay. So now you've got jump cancels uh, and you've got, you know, her normals and all that kind of stuff that are stubby. So to get into the air, you're going to have to kind of get close and kind of set up her air game a little bit. But once you get into the air and you're doing her burn kicks and you're getting like hit on the left and the right side, all that kind of stuff, you're getting messed up. And Man, like, I would love to see that again. I would love that. Like, yeah, like that. The, the sound effect she does. Like, I still remember him. Like, she lights her boots on fire. Like, I want to see the salt from people when Viper is just going crazy on them. And there it is. Do you realize that my home scene here in Tucson is where Latif started? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Latif. Yeah. 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 I love Latif, too. But I also hate Latif. But I love Latif, for sure. <laughs> He's actually become Labeef now, for those that don't know. He's super buff. He was the skinniest oh, wow. guy in our scene, and now he's this super buff. Yeah, and I think he's playing Smash, which, uh, what? But anyways, uh, Viper. Okay, yes, she would be super hype. She would be super different. I absolutely give you that. I have two questions for you. Does she get a three-frame jab? Does she get an invincible reversal DP? Okay, so that is heavily dependent on how strong you make this other stuff, right? Like I, if you're going to give her a three frame jab, jab, I do not think that you can give her a, an EXDP. Like I think she gets one or the other. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I and I would be, I guess, more happy with. I don't know. I don't know which one. And and this is kind of really far off. It's just theorizing, so we don't need to go to that level of detail necessarily. But she could work. She would be very, very esports. She's all about the fireworks. And she's she's a cool character. She's she's sexy looking. She, people like to watch her on the screen for various reasons. People that spend the time playing her, uh, at, well, in Street Fighter Four, of course, is the example I'm going off of. And I guess you could say Marvel Three as well. But uh, really spend the time, dig in, figure out this kind of technical stuff, and then do things that no one else has even realized is possible because she's just that kind of character. She fits. She checks all the boxes for what we're asking here. And so I can't be mad at you for bringing this character onto this list. She makes total sense. I agree with her, even if I agree with you, even if I don't like playing against the character because she feels so damn Marvel versus Capcom in a Street Fighter game. I think she was the first character I ever said that about. um, And and there have been a handful since. Uh, But yes, I think she would shake things up. I think that she would be flair and, and she'd be cool. I would really hope that Capcom would err on the side of making her mid-tier as opposed to top-tier. Uh, and, and like, yeah, give her all the crazy stuff, but make sure her damage output makes it so that you have to hit more more often or something like that. Because if she's killing you quickly and doing all the kind of stuff that she was doing in Street Fighter Four, it's not easy to do. But as we speak, spoke about recently, I don't think that the abil- making something harder to do necessarily always balances it as far as how much you get out of doing it so i would hope that yeah maybe i'm getting put in burn kick crazy ass mix-ups all the time 
And that's okay if the burn kicks aren't doing like more than a like a hundred damage or something like that, you know. And it's like frustrating, and she gets the hit or whatever, um, and and she's building meter, but she's not lopping off all of my life for these weird fifty fifties because she's one of those characters that was already sort of frustrating for similar reasons in Street Fighter Four. In Street Fighter V, it could be Viper on steroids as far as the emotional reactions and the level of fun it is to play her against her, and that could be a bad look overall. So, yes, but please, if you go this route and it makes sense to go this route, do a good job balancing her. Spend an extra 10 minutes on her because, man, that that's a, that's a hellhole waiting to happen. So, John, I, I take some issue with what you just said because... It's very clear I didn't piss you off enough. So let me fix that. So I'm going to make her V-Triggers, uh, like her main dominant V-Trigger, probably three bars, her burn kicks. And they kind of stay ignited. They give her initial uh, additional speed, mobility, and probably damage. But they're hard to use. And, and you're going to see Viper players just going crazy with those burn kicks and whatnot. But the counterbalance to that is... If you have very strong air control, which a number of characters actually have very good anti-air options in this game and, and ways to get to it. Like, anti-airs are actually very good in Street Fighter V, but a lot of people aren't used to going air to air and doing all the other stuff that we learned in Street Fighter IV because there's not a lot of characters you have to go air to air, air, to air against in this game. Viper would change that brand new style and so she'd be going crazy like and so I'm, I'm a little bit cringing on this one but I, I think that if you lock the crazy behind a high execution ceiling I think it's okay and, and I've always been okay with that it's like if this character is strong but hard to use okay like I'm good with it so I know I'm pissing a lot of people off right now so I'll kind of move on to some other stuff that I have and that is um since she's a gadget character I would give her a range tool again to kind of help her ease the the stubbiness of her normals her normals were pretty stubby in Street Fighter 4 as they should be um with a few exceptions her crouching medium kick was really good good range and all that kind of stuff but pretty much everything else like went like you know three pixels out and that was it right um mm -hmm. so I would either give her an optic blast from Marvel 3 I know I know but it did you know it could do minimal damage or whatever just kind of like a helper tool to keep people a little bit more honest and you know not always ready to anti-air her and then uh are her ground pound uh either move i think would do very well to kind of keep people honest and again then she's able to cancel that stuff into her super jump and try to use that to get in and you know we dealt with this in street fighter 4 we know that you know it can it could be hell, but also it's kind of a fun hell with viper like that that she's just this crazy character and it's like yeah, like we don't have, like we have crazy characters. We don't have crazy characters that dominate you by going to the air consistently. So, yeah. So she wouldn't have burn kicks in the air when she wasn't in V trigger? Oh, no. I totally give her, uh, uh, her burn kicks in V trigger would mean her boots are on fire all the time. Okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, because, like, what I see there then is like, yeah, she has a hard time getting up close to you, but does she? Because she goes full screen, does a super jump, and then either cuts it short with a burn kick oh, yeah. early and changes trajectory, oh, yeah. or maybe goes to the other side of you and it becomes something of a 50-50 of your guessing how she's trying to get in. And then if she does get in, well, then she gets to do, you know, oaky, ridiculous, over and over. I don't know. I'm just having yeah, flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, but, but anti-air. You, you go air to air against her, and then she you, you dominate her. And that's how you blow her up. And then when she's knocked down, low health, low, um, good, you know, not good reversal options to get you off of her once she's going. And I yeah, think that would kind of work. be the big key. So. It could work, but I still hate you. Yeah, of course. That's, that's That was the goal. So, <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, who do you have up next? 
Up next, I have Makoto. Oh, I do not have her on my list. And oh, man, my brain is melting right now. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, okay. welcome to, uh, I'm, I'm bringing you to hell now, right? Because we've talked about Makoto, you and I, and this hasn't been a character you've been too fond of bringing into Street Fighter V, similar to what we were talking about with Dudley and that she's a rushdown character. And again, not the most different character. So she's probably... Again, similar to like maybe a Nikali where she wants to dash up and get up in your face and then go ham. She would definitely require some tweaking not to be overpowered in this particular atmosphere because she is so much of just a turn it, you know, turn the knob up to 11, rip it off, go in, and then you're you're facing either she's going to command grab you or uh, strike you into big combos and take you to the corner and just rush down hell. And okay, again, okay, rush down on. St- I, my mind is going crazy right now, and I know you probably have a great answer for this. But how the hell do you stop that? Like, like right now, this is Street Fighter Five. You, how do you stop forward dashes? How do you stop command grabs? Like, you, they're unstoppable. You can't stop no, them. No, here's the thing: forward dashes were a mix-up when the the lag was a thing. But after that was reduced, forward dashes have become a tool that that. It's on the defender to stop, and I I pretty firmly believe this. And this is as an Akali player, so I get it. But it's on the defender to stop, and um, because I use the forward dash as such a tool, and my forward dash can get absolutely blown up, I have to set it up against strong players. Like I can't just do it and get in for free. Uh, you have to have it's it's that juggling pin thing, but it's not as easy as it used to be because of the input lag being a thing. So what you do is. Um, she, I mean, make it a command dash or something like that so that she can get counter hit if you catch her, if it's, if it's all that powerful or make it, you know, outside of V trigger, not all that useful. She should really have to be any of these characters that fit this rushdown model really need to be, I struggle in neutral. I have to, I'm, I'm not at an advantage here because I'm at such an advantage once I, once I get in similar to a grappler, although the, the, the journey is a little bit different. Um, but I, I don't think that the dash in and of itself is something that's overly powerful in Street Fighter V. And I know we sort of disagree on that, but it really is one of those options that you can be ready for. And is one of the fun things to blow up. If someone's dashing a lot and you pick up on that, um, you know, Ken's doing this all the time with their command dash, especially early on. But identifying that, being ready for it and blowing them up for it is one of the more satisfying um, counters to do in this game. So I really do think that she could function in the game, but she will take some tweaking because she would be one of those characters that's naturally going to thrive in Street Fighter V. This is Dark Phoenix all over again my my mind I, I remember Seth Killian like when he was talking about Phoenix and, and Marvel 3 he's like they made my mind melt like how they implemented the character and I'm just like looking at this character and having nightmares here on the spot I'm not even sleeping I'm having nightmares that's how bad it is right it, it, uh, no 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 Makoto I, I know she's high up there on the list but this is one character you cannot put in this damn game because either she's going to be amazing at busting this game wide open in terms of like the mechanics are she's going to be dog crap and she's going to be terrible and just like a horrible addition to the game like i'm just like no 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 (laughs) you don't have faith in the balance Uh, this is this is like the worst character to add to street fighter 5 like i i i think maybe uh maybe over like gill or something like that maybe gill would be worse or like seth or something i don't know like and, and ah but so many characters have quick forward movement that's safe and that goes into 50-50s. Right. But Makoto was that on steroids. Like, she's even better 
than other characters at it. Like, she, like, looks at Nicole's dash and goes, oh, that's nice. Mine's way better. You know, it, well, ugh. traditionally, but, I mean, but you know that, so you can design the character around that and kind of nerf those things down to an appropriate level, especially since you have so many examples of knowing, well, this is too far. Well, this is too far. So, yeah, she's probably not going to look exactly like she did in Third Strike or in Street Fighter Four, but that's okay, because she's also, like, the the highest requested character on the CFN poll that isn't already on the... Um, on the roster. That's because so Capcom's like, afraid of her. They, 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 they're like, no, we're not doing this. But people want it. Well, maybe we should. Well, no. Yeah, I would lose no sleep if Makoto wasn't introduced. I probably wouldn't try her out because I, as as mobile as she is with her command dashes and, and regular dashes, her movement speed, for me, I, I hate slow movement speed like mm-hmm. that. I want to be able to wiggle around and walk around. So I wouldn't probably even give the character a chance. But she is popular and... Um, I'm I I'm a little afraid to see what Haitani would do with her oh because again God. you see how how he went from playing Makoto to playing Nikali right with the dash and the get up in your face and the command grab versus strike mix up, um, but yeah with the actual Makoto in Street Fighter Five and someone like Haitani ugh that would be that'd be interesting but yeah and I definitely don't have a salty character I'm about to bring up here at three. Rolento, because <laughs> for yeah. some reason Makoto's no no dice, but Rolento that's perfectly fine, right? Like, uh, but <laughs> how I would do this character in this game is a defensive runaway fighter, uh, just like he was in Alpha Two, and to some extent, you know, Street Fighter Four. I give him a stick attacks again uh, with solid range and small hurt boxes on him. You know, um, it, it seems like Capcom likes to put hurt boxes on, you know, long range normals. That's fine. Um, but I would also make him very hard to combo into use mainly as pokes. And then a lot of his flip and runaway moves would be kind of like the basis of the character. And we don't have a defensive character, like high defensive character in this game. Even Dalsim is kind of like a little bit of like, yeah, he's got some defense, but he doesn't do it a lot, right? He's he's oftentimes going in. Um, it's more of like a set of trap for you to come into, and then I hit you with this crazy offensive combo that that does a ton of damage. That's Dalsum too. Like that's yeah. that's the most defense you get in this game, right? And I so Rolento would not be entirely removed from that, but he would do it from different ranges, and again, be much more slippery than Dalsum is. Dalsum's not too bad on the slipperiness, but I think Rolento would take it to a whole different level. And I would actually look at him, and people are gonna. Cr- on this one I think a little bit too um, but Rashid level r- mobility but instead of him like cornering you with that mobility or like you know just pinning you down with different stuff he would use that to escape and, and it would create a very different kind of style and approach that I really don't think is heavily in the game right now and I know that people find that archetype frustrating but mm-hmm. it's also the type of thing where if it's done correctly like I I didn't really see the big issue with, with uh, Rolento and Street Fighter 4 you know he had a lot of escape and kind of move around the screen stuff but it seemed okay like it's and a lot of hype yeah yeah and it, it it's like it, 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 to have a character that excels at running away in a game that's so dominant offensively I think that would be a good addition well you face the like if you're an anomaly you might float to the top or sink to the bottom very quickly and that's uh one of the first things that pops up for me when i talk about or think about this character that said his style is really unlike anyone else in the game right now and and i can even picture it you know just jumping back and and doing the kunai throws and trying to keep people on their toes with that and then maybe a sudden roll forward and all the dumb little hops that rolento does like oh, i'm doing a bunch of stuff and you don't know if I'm, and most of it's just wasted movement to throw you <laughs> off but then eventually yes. he jumps forward with something goofy yes. and you give it to nemo and what does he figure out with the character oh my gosh uh but that said very esports very watchable frustrating yes but 
through history, Rolento has had this style, and while it's frustrating, it has I would deem it a digestible frustrating that people still enjoy watching because he does bring hype like crazy. Because he's kind of cool, you know, yep. he's throwing knives, he's like that Kaiser sort of from uh, from Resident Evil, for those that are familiar with that franchise. He would definitely have to have a Kaiser costume, I'm saying that right now, one of the crossovers. That, that's that's He probably is launched with that, that's so obvious. But, you know, he throws grenades, he's got this cool, like, whip cord, and he throws the kunais he's got the baton which hurts just seeing him hit people with it like you can you can imagine what the 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 material would be like and feel like it would be a combination of sting and and throbbing pain Ugh. um but he's a very i would almost say like a tangible character that you can like you, like you feel that you feel the way that the moves hit and you and then you He's cool. He's he's cool. He's unique. His style is different. So I don't disagree. Um, I wouldn't play him because that's kind of crazy and, and goofy and just not what I want to do in a fighting game. But there are plenty of people that would. I think of people like Nemo and like LPN and the more technical, like uh, uh, exploratory players. I think there'd be a lot of fun to be had with a character like this. And he would bring something new to the table. I don't even want to think about how I would balance his his V system and oh what boy. his moves would be and where the, how strong they would be because that he does seem fairly foreign to me when I sit down. There are certain characters from for me because I play so much by feel that some of them make total sense and some of them feel just very foreign and weird. Viper and um, Rolento are are those kind of characters to me. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of his existing moveset could be ported over to Street Fighter Five and be okay. He's not a character that I think you would massively have to rework. Um, but a few things that I would do are like his take no prisoners. That's his tripwire, you know, kind of super move where if uh, it hits low, it goes you know about three four screen or somewhere. Um, if you make that a super and you can make it comboed into, like I think that's pretty good, right? Because there's no ultra in this game. It was an ultra two, I believe, before in Street Fighter Four. Um, that move has traditionally been very useful for Rolento, but but I think if you lock it behind a super, I think it gets at a pretty good point at that point in time. Um, and then I would make one of his V triggers actually his back roll grenade one. That was a super in Street Fighter 4. Uh, but um, uh, having that as kind of like an escape option that, you know, puts explosives on screen and whatnot, that's going to give him a very good helper tool that maybe won't be dominant for him, but gives him one more chance to kind of get out of pressure, basically. Would it give him like like he becomes invincible, rolls backwards and plants a grenade so that if you're if you're extending at him and he does that, it's like a direct counter yeah, to whatever you're doing. Or maybe it starts up in three frames or something like that, or like there's a few things you could do with it to make it kind of a defensive mechanic. Think a little bit like Nash's teleport, but more offensive, you know, a little bit more offense with it, you know, because he's throwing out grenades with it, right? Um mm -hmm. just it's kind of some way of of getting people off of him or getting like a free escape that could potentially do damage. So could he roll forward also? Uh, I because like he drops a grenade, rolls past you, and now it's behind you, and then it explodes. And no, probably the answer not, yeah. to that is no. Yeah, you don't even have to answer. It's yeah, no. <laughs> it's a, it, you probably want that that V trigger just being instead of having like fifty different options with it, probably just one. You don't want him being Rashid, right? That's so yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so for uh, the Patriot Sweeper, which is you know where he swill, moves his baton around and all that kind of stuff, um, would be his other V trigger is how I would do it, and that's the um, and um, you know he does it like you know five times six times or whatever you know and that and like it's basically kind of like a combo damage type thing like where if there's a matchup where you really need the damage and kind of approach to it that's how i would do it um and this is where it gets controversial i would actually make his knife throw his v skill and that is where it gets terrifying where okay 
he's running away and he's throwing a knife at you and he's building V-Gage from doing that. Is that too strong, like fundamentally? But I look at the history of that move and that move is oftentimes used as like kind of close up, like mix up, like um, like you can do a little bit of okey pressure with it, but it's not a tight block string, right? And then it doesn't travel very far. So giving that giving that to him as a V-School would basically mean like, you know, combo ender or if someone's like really, you know, rushing you down, you can kind of poke him with it a little bit and build up some V-Gage. It seems like it might be a good candidate, but I'm also kind of terrified that, it could be really strong too. You would want something that the character would use and probably is fairly close to the center of their battle plan where they can use it in a few different ways and and make a game out of getting V-trigger out of using this move. That's what I think of a good V-skill would do based on how the, the V-system is set up for this game. That makes sense for it. Uh, it would make it only build meter on hit and maybe only build like a fourth of a of a single bar if it does hit and then less on block something like that um, but i think compared to a lot of the other v skills that we've seen i would reckon that maybe it would be something like his um, where he hops up on the pogo stick and then he has a couple of different um options from there like he can jump forward he can jump backwards and strike and uh i'm not sure if there's anything else but you know the pogo yeah, hop, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, i would think that that would be the move that they would select i don't know that that would necessarily be better for his v scale over the kunai throw but that's the first place that i think the developers would take just based on what they've done with with previous ones um but yeah it, that, that's another kind of interesting thing you run into when you're trying to come up with these characters is how would you go about creating their v moves because they're all sort of interconnected and they need to work with each other but they're also the place where the game can go off the rails very quickly yeah. or make the character worthless you know and so i think of like armika and her v skill and how relatively useless that is compared to a lot of other ones and she's really just kind of relying on building meter through getting hit and that's kind of it so she doesn't even get to play that game very much of, of trying to use this particular move to get to v trigger to access you know super mode or whatever um but you do need that in new characters and and it's unfortunate that characters like armika are where they are and best case scenarios they do something to fix that but it's kind of hard to do at this point um, but you still want to develop the new characters as best you can so um i do think that that would be good i, I wouldn't be upset if the kunai was the the v skill but i would guess that the the pogo hop would be it gotcha so it would just be kind of nice for me uh, where i really like rolento and why i have him at number three is like i would just really love to see more defensive and slippery characters in street fighter 5 we just don't have a lot of that and it's like when you when you only have one character who does that or you know maybe even none you could argue like a bunch of players are left out in the cold, right? And we have a lot of rushdown. We have a lot of, you know, whatever type stuff. It's like, it's nice to add enough different flavors in there that give people an archetype they really enjoy. And I get, again, a lot of salt with Rolento and a few other characters we've named. But if they fill a need that you don't have, it's a good time to add them into the game. So it would be a really hard balancing act, though. Yeah. I don't disagree with yeah. you, but is he going to just so if he's good against the rushdown and he's very he's a hard counter to that well then he's going to quickly rise up to one of the higher ranks of street fighter 5 and maybe the best who knows but if he's not then he's in a shark tank where he can't deal with the sharks and then he quickly falls to the bottom and it's like when you deviate and it's like here's what's really good in street fighter 5 and then you make a character that is is like juxtaposed specifically against that 
then that's kind of like your your two main outcomes, unless you perfectly balance yeah, it. Yeah, that's a that's a task. I would look at Monat there to some degree because I do look at that character's um, better mid tier right now, you know. Um, and I think that Rolento could find somewhere in that mid tier range to fall into a good spot. I don't know if you want that archetype being really dominant. Because having a bunch of people run away for 90 seconds is not no. good, you know. Um, but I think that if you made him a mid-tier character, somewhere where he was at, like with Ultra Street Fighter 4, he was a good, solid character in there, but not a lot of people used him. And when so when you saw him, he was quite special. And you, you really got to see some of the nuances of the character design. And I think that if he fell into that kind of category again in Street Fighter 5, I think it would fill a nice void potentially. But again, much easier said than done, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it would be it would be a big undertaking to try to bring that character in to the Street Fighter Five um, arena and balance him appro- appropriately. But he does check a lot of boxes. He would be hype. He would be all new, and that's what we're looking for here. So I think he works. All right. So at number two, uh, this might be an odd choice for many people that are, you know. Um, but I, I have a calling back to my Third Strike days, very much coming out here. Uh, I love Third Strike. It was a great game to play, and I want to go with Necro. And uh, Necro is a character that does really well from sweep range. Uh, he is a mid-range mix-up character. Instead of being in your face, like we have a bunch of characters in Street Fighter V who want to get basically point blank, and that is where they're dominant, this character is like right around sweep range. He is great because he has two very fast and damaging overheads. And then he has a low blockable command grab. Like, you can block the command grab that he does, but um, this would also give him a high-low game, but instead of like with Dudley, he's point blank. This character is like at sweep range doing some kind of crazy stuff at you. And, And I do not believe like there's any character that really fits that archetype in this game now again like i said from the get-go i want variety i want stuff we've kind of never seen before um Mm -hmm. necro is a powerful character he is very strong his damage will eat you up and it's like you know he does this freaking overhead where he hits you with both arms and you're like ah you know it does like i I forget what it does in third strike but it you you feel it when he hits you with it right um but the 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 opposite of that is he's actually quite slow and he has to be quite crafty to move around the screen. He has like, you know, his sh- shoulder tackle turn moves to like get him around. He also has a dive kick, which is quite interesting. He has a dive kick, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh. Um, and then his spe- his normals are actually somewhat like Dalsum, um, where he will stretch his arms out and hit you with them. And so he's got really good range, but he doesn't have insane range like Dalsum has. Like where he can hit you basically full screen or very close to it. Necro's got to be a little bit closer, right? And so that creates a very interesting dynamic for him where he's controlling large portions of the match around sweep range and he is very much a control character. He's not necessarily just rushing you down and doing crazy stuff. He is controlling you from mid-range and making you have to think about all sorts of things you've probably never had to think about in Street Fighter V. So a mid-range kind of poke zone from mid-range kind of character? But also he's got good rushdown from um, from uh, mid-range sweep range where, again, his overheads are very fast and damaging, but he also has a low uh, quote-unquote command grab. You can block it, you know, but it creates a very good high-low game for him in that mid-range as well. And I don't really consider him so much a rushdown as, as a control character, but he does have elements of beating you pretty hard from that range too. So. And then how would he do against Rushdown once you got up in his face? Is that his weakness? That is his weakness. And and that's uh, this is probably a character who would unfortunately fall into the category of, um, I, I can say for sure, I cannot see him having an EX reversal. I don't know if he would have a three-frame move. I would not be shocked if he's a four-frame, uh, no EXDP character at, at all, because that's he's Necro. He's kind of on the slow end of stuff, and he just doesn't have that move set. 
Yeah, and probably not a high tier just based on those things alone. Like maybe, but if you're gonna put your money on it, just it sounds like he's a he's not there to be the best character in the game, but he's there to add variety. Yes. Yes. Is what it feels like. He's already in the background of the uh, Halloween stage, yeah, right? Yeah, the initial is. Halloween stage. Yeah, in his, uh, he and girlfriend. his girlfriend. Yeah, I can't remember her name offhand, but. Effie. Um, but yeah, he's in there. And the thing with, with Necro, too, is his specials, um, they're all very unsafe. So he's not a character you can just sit there and throw this stuff out with. But again, when he hits you successfully with it, you feel it. You're like, ugh, you know, you're you're on your your butt, and he's sitting there again, just in that kind of controlling range where he's just not a character who can just do stuff. It's like he really has to plan it out and be smart about it. I think of him as sort of like old Zeku using mm-hmm. the the high and the low um, like like kicks that he uses to zone. Basically, they're sort of like extended fireballs or really good pokes. Um, that's kind of how I'm picturing Necro functioning in the uh, in the mid range. I so he's the type of character that there are some Necro fans. I think Too Tall is our uh, is our resident Necro player. He's like one of our best third strike players around here in the um, in the local community in Arizona. And I mean, so I know he plays Necro, and that's it. That's that's as much as I know about people that that like and play this character. I'm sure there are a handful, but I don't know how many would be all that excited to see him. He would bring something new to the game, but I mean, I don't have much experience with him. Even when I play Third Strike, I hardly ever end up playing against Necro. Too tall doesn't yeah. come out all that often and such. So, yeah, uh, he he would be different. Uh, as far as I can tell, but how different would he be from like an old Zeku or from like a Dalsum? Maybe a hybrid in between. I think, yeah, I, Dif- I think he'd be quite a bit different. He's very much a hybrid control. That's he's not quite rush down. He's not quite zoning. He's a hybrid of those two things and does he doesn't do either one at a super high level, but he does both pretty strong. Um, and you know, but he's very powerful, right? It hits you very hard. So I think he would he would work if you could make a pretty good argument as you just did for as to why he would be good for the game, but I don't think he'd be anywhere near my first choice. Right, And, and that is, I, I love that you brought that up. It's really the biggest case against Necro is that you're putting a very weird character into Street Fighter V, and I love his, like, over-the-top personality. Like, he he's like an opera singer or something like that. He, like, for his wind pose, he goes, oh, like that. It does, like, this, like, kind of opera ridiculous stuff, which mm-hmm. I enjoy. And the Necro players are, are were, like, very well known for taunting. Um, You know, it's third strike, so you get a benefit for taunting, but he'd, like, stick his tongue out, you know, go, blah, 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 like that. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's, like... I can also see that being aggravating for people, especially for a character who's not that popular to begin with. And it's like, you had all these other choices. Why did you put Necro in there? Uh, this is very much a vote for his style. And I do like the character, um, but but very much a vote for his the way his gameplay would be. And not so much like, I think, you know, I don't think he's going to be leading the DLC charts for sales, right? I just, a, a, a very good point on your end. Um, can't he electrocute you too? Oh yeah, yeah. He's got a <laughs> that's a DP motion, and it's very like most things Necro does. It hurts, you know. So um, so yeah, he's he's very much an electricity character. So. Interesting. Yeah, it would be it would be different. I would, but I would I would imagine I would get frustrated against Necro players, and then also not really want to play the character. So for me, it wouldn't be all that much of an addition for the game. But I can definitely appreciate the points you brought up there. I, too, picked a third strike character for my next character. And this is uh, one that's been floating around quite a bit. It's Oro. Oh, And okay. I don't... Uh, I've seen Oro played a handful of times, 
but I don't have a familiarity, especially with my more feelings-based approach. It'd be more of like a playing against him quite a bit or, or, or even as him um, with with the character. But he seems different than almost anybody else that I've seen. Is is, is there a character that's in Street Fighter V that you would compare Oro to or even a character that's in the rest of Street Fighter that you would compare Oro to? So Oro is really interesting because he has some moves that are very similar to a few other characters like um, Abuki would, you know, jump in the air and do kind of like her double kick on you and all that kind of stuff. And then um, he's got a dive kick and he's got an EXDP and then he's got these um, fireballs he can kind of throw at you, which um, kind of like they home in on you. Right. And then he's got a command grab and he's got he's a very interesting, almost kind of bear with me here, almost kind of a Seth-like character in terms of how many different moves he has and how many different ways he can incorporate that. And to go into his canon a little bit, why he fights with one arm behind his back is he doesn't want anyone to get hurt because of how powerful he is. Uh, I don't know if he's the most powerful character in Street Fighter you know, canon, but I know he's among there. Um, he may be the most powerful ever. Um, he's you know this crazy old hermit and you know I, he's just got all these kind of wild powers and even if you don't port his moveset directly over from Third Strike, you could do a lot with them and totally fit the character like, and have no issue whatsoever just like kind of doing whatever. So he almost looks like a Play-Doh block that you could mold to fit Street Fighter V with all of his moves. Highlight the ones that would work more easily for you. Choose the ones that would work for a V-Skill and a V-Trigger. I know he's got like that super where he slams you back and forth a whole bunch of times. I would love to see what that looks like in Street Fighter V. The old Jax gotcha, you know, like bam, bam. Oh, that's actually not gotcha. It's a different move. But the the back and forth slam, I know he can make the rocks orbit around him a la Rose. Yeah, mm-hmm. something along those lines, right? Um, he also can't he use the rocks to extend his normals so that could be like a v-trigger sort of situation where they follow him and he can use them and he like you know kicks out with him it's like a a state enhancement i think that there's a lot you could do with the character and you could very easily make him unlike anybody else that's in the game right now so as far as bringing something fresh recognizable endearing i think he fits all those yeah well said I, i honestly i didn't think about a lot of that kind of stuff in terms of of how flexible, like you said, that you know the the blank slate that you could work with with this character, and he's got a lot going for him. And he's actually, of all things, he's more popular than you would think for a character who hasn't yet been been added to the game. And if you're playing through Street Fighter Five Story Mode, he's actually all over, up and down in the yeah. game. Like it would, of all the characters we've kind of went through, like uh, up till this point, like. Oro seems to be one of the most likely candidates, I would say, for this game. And man, is there so much they could do with this character. And just, it's one of the major issues people have had, like with Cody and even with Poison and a few others. It's like, thank you for adding my character, but this character is completely different than what I expected, right? And, and that could still happen with Oro, but there's a in canon, very good reason for him to be completely. Different. Maybe he fights with two arms. You know, like he magically. You no, know, binds if he did that, that yeah. would piss people off. Maybe V trigger <laughs> two arms come out or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be good. But I mean, there's there's so much you could do with him, and that does really fit the Street Fighter Five, you know, approach with a lot of things. Yeah. So I'm I'm he's another character that I'm not super familiar with, but unlike Necro. I am intrigued by Oro. I would maybe explore him myself, and I would certainly be interested in seeing what other people come up with. This crazy juggles with the rocks, and maybe his V-skill is the fireball that you can... Can he do it in the air as well? 
Yeah, I, he's I, he, one of his like uh, supers was like he would summon this giant fireball that puts you in like a ton of blockstone. Think of like G's, um, uh, you know, V skill ball and V trigger, like when he throws it at you, about but bigger than that. And then I think it locks you in blockstone for a long period of time. Um, he's got some crazy moves. That's like, what just, this game needs. Yeah, it's what oh, it needs for right, sure. It's a lot of flash, <laughs> a lot of stuff you could do with that. So, uh, but yeah, I think he would be a good call. I think he would be hype. So uh, bring on Oro. All right. So who do you have now as your final character? So I didn't have a final character until about 45 minutes before the podcast. Uh, well, I had him, but it was going to be like I was thinking about Sodom and yeah, it was okay. Rekka's again, I think. And, and I don't have much of a connection to him. And it's like, yeah, I could fill out the list with this. And for whatever reason, my mind wandered over to, it's like, well, what are you, what are you passionate about that, that hasn't been in the game? And of course, me, Goken is going to come up. Goken's not my character, by the way, for the number five. But we were discussing earlier the way you can take the foundation of a character and pay homage to the character, but then create a whole new one that just sort of echoes it in a certain way, but is, again, not a copy-paste. My fifth character is Gotetsu, Goken and Akuma's master, trainer. And what you could do with this character is anything you want because he's new. Now, he would be a take on the Shotos for sure, but so was Goken, and Goken was hardly a Shoto. He didn't really have a DP outside of his Super and Ultra. His DP was actually his Tatsu, which functioned completely different than virtually everybody else's Tatsu. He had some cool takes on the fireballs with the zoning high and low, and and hey, I would be super down if you gave Gotetsu like a high-low fireball sort of a thing. I know uh, just discussed that uh, Zeku in his old form sort of has that, but something along those lines. You could you could make him, you could give him Shoto-esque moves, but you could have them function in almost any way you want. And he could be like a, you know, just because he has a Tatsu and a DP and a fireball doesn't immediately make him a Shoto if those moves don't function in the way that traditionally you, they do. And and you could make him a Shoto. That'd be fine too. My point is he's another one of those sort of Play-Doh characters that you could make into whatever you wanted him to be. And he's badass. If people that, that wouldn't recognize him, all you need to do is tell him the story. Oh, he's the trainer of Akuma and Goken. And, uh, and, and as far as him not fitting into the story, that doesn't hold any water at all because that's never ever mattered as far as character choice and putting a, a character into a story. I know that he's been long dead, but so was Goken. And they just said, well, uh, he was sleeping and now he's back. <laughs> and also his muscles didn't atrophy. So it's like, okay, cool. And we were all happy with it. We don't care. We'll laugh about it and, and goof around. But like, don't ever make the story the reason why you didn't bring a character into a game because then you've, no, because your story does not hold the same kind of weight or priority as your character choice. You see, John, I, that's for, where I for, disagree for Street with you. Fighter. For Street Fighter. I, I disagree. I want Gotetsu back for the story thing because it proves once and for all that Akuma is a weak character. He's a weenie. He, he can't kill anyone. Yeah, he can't kill anyone. He's, he's been rumored to be like the ultimate killing machine, right? And he can't kill anyone. It's perfect. Like, that's why you bring him back for the lulls. It's perfect. So yeah. I like it. So... So I don't necessarily know. It's a blank slate. Does he have a Tatsu? Yes. But like, how does this Tatsu work? Does it go kind of vertically? And do you use it for, I mean, you could, you could have it function however you want it to function. And you could design this totally new character where, and I think that's exactly what they did with Goken. And you know what? I really liked Goken. And although not a lot of people played him, 
Um, I certainly heard uh, how much people enjoyed watching him after someone explored him and showed off what he was capable of. And I think Gote- uh, the only thing is like I don't want a really cool character to come late in the game and then just just exist for a blip on the radar and then Street Fighter Six and then they're forgotten. You know that's that. Mm-hmm. But but I can't I can't operate in that realm because that's just you don't know but um but yeah i think he would be this really cool new addition there's a lot of potential there and like what we're trying to do now bring something different to the table i mean what more could you ask for than something of a blank slate with a character that just has built-in charisma because of who they are in the canon of the story i like gotetsu he is uh we talked about iconic characters that are left to add to street fighter 5 he would be one of the absolute few there are a few that would just carry this Oh my gosh, they added Gotetsu. You know, like mm-hmm. we've heard about this character for, you know, ages. He was in Assassin's Fist. You know, he's one of the people Akuma killed, you know, or didn't kill in this yeah. case now eventually. Like, there is a lot of clout this character could have, you know, and, and maybe like Gil like resurrects him or something like that for the plot. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, he, he's one of the few that was like, I think we'd get a lot of interest in the game. Uh, and maybe, you know, Capcom says, well, like, let's save this for Street Fighter Six. Yeah, know, that'd or be cool too. Yeah, but, but I mean, again, it's it's also like, well, let's go out with a bang. You know, let's have the one character here. And I mean, how often do we not get like a Shoto character, you know, every season, right? Like where people love the Shoto characters. They love that moveset. And if you bring that back and you bring it in a completely different way, it's, it's probably going to have a very Im- big impact on the game. And if I'm looking at stuff from a business standpoint... And I'm saying, you know, hey, I really want to do this, like with Street Fighter Five, to like this is how we end the series. That would or in in this entry in the, the franchise, I should say that that's a huge way of doing it. That is a big thing. So I'm I'm quite impressed with that that character selection. That, I that's don't pretty know good. Yeah, how many people would buy him? But I tell you this, I'd buy the shit out of him. Yeah. And so and I think a lot of people would too. Even if they weren't going to play him, it's like you put Gotetsu on your roster, man. Yeah. You, you put him on there. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's we know from looking at the DLC sales that shuttle characters sell really well. You know, like uh, Kage, of all things, like he's been very whatever for a lot of people, but he's still very far up there on the DLC sales list. And, and I mean, any shoto character is going to be a big deal in Street Fighter. It's uh, I think they invented the Shoto moveset, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, it's a big thing. So, uh, a lot of potential there. Cool. Did you have one more? Yeah, I, I have got my final character now. Uh, and there's one character very obviously missing from my list right uh it's my number one character everyone knows i love this character it's dan so um no i'm totally kidding it's rose of course it's rose uh i am nothing if not totally predictable that is what i do um i will flat out say that i still think that that street fighter 5 lacks quite a bit in mid-range zoning characters um i and that is something that rose has always been very much a, a specialist at doing um, it, Ryu is usually a mid-range like zoning character, but they've made him some kind of weird hybrid, mostly rush down. He can like kind of zone a little bit, but uh, yeah, Rose would be a very strong mid-range zoning character. She's fairly popular. Um, one of the things that she has in Omega Edition, which we know is a, a very firm basis here for Street Fighter Five, uh, is actually exploding orbs for her fireball. So she will throw an orb at you and it will kind of move along very slowly and it explodes. And then I think she can kind of reptile you, right? And like, uh, like soul throw you afterwards or do a few other things with it. It's a very interesting take on the character that has never been done before, right? 
Mm-hmm. So, um, if she was straight up how she was in Street Fighter 4, I actually think she'd be a bit boring and not a great addition to Street Fighter 5. Uh, and it's one of the big reasons I have her at number one is very much like Oro, how you were explaining that character. Um, Rose is a very powerful character in the, the canon of the game. And um, she actually has beaten Bison a few times and kind of quote unquote sealed away his power. He comes back because he's Bison and you know characters right. don't die or do whatever and stuff like that. But but she has a lot of ability to, to impact the game from a moveset standpoint uh just like i was explaining the orbs uh, she could actually fill kind of like a spellcaster role in street fighter 5 where again she's kind of hanging in the mid-range and she's throwing a bunch of stuff at you and it's kind of hard to deal with it and all that and it would be um i don't know how technical she would be but she would be able to throw a lot of stuff at you to kind of keep you at bay and whatnot and i think there's a good amount of there's a good amount of success with that formula here in Street Fighter V. We've seen it with Minot. We've seen it with Guile. Um, to some extent, we're seeing it with you know Sagat. Um, like there's enough things you can do from the mid range uh, and have a control character that works quite well in this game. And, and that would actually be I, again. I want to go back to this. I think that if you you just straight up ported your Street Fighter Four move set over. I don't think there's enough there. I, I just don't think there's enough there to make a very interesting, compelling character. Enough characters have what she's doing there. Um, and, and at that point, you're pretty much just asking for the character to be ported in and kind of like whatever. But if you change her up a good bit, I think you have an interesting fighter. What would be her broken beyond belief move? Because she had what? Low strong in Alpha 2 and then she had backdash in Street Fighter 4. What's her broken beyond belief in Street Fighter 5? So one of the things I'm looking at is uh, she's never had her tarot cards implemented into her moveset before. And her tarot cards are actually a very uh, iconic part of the character. And one of the things I was thinking of is maybe like her V-Skill summons a tarot card that's kind of like a shield or a hit of armor. And it's also something that she can throw at the opponent. And it kind of creates this interesting dynamic of are you going to go in on the character right now when she has her tarot card up or are you just kind of back off of her basically. It's a little Monat-y, you know, kind of thing, a little bit how Monat does it, but, you know, she's throwing her sphere behind you and like do you, you know, challenge her at that point or do you back off whatever you do. Rose is keeping her tarot card up in front of her and kind of creating like a little bit of a shield basically to work with and the shield gives her a little bit of extra, you know, attack power, um, but it's there for defense as well and it's kind of like you have to pick your spots against the character. But like Rose is traditionally known for, once you get in on her, you can blow her the heck up. Like she's pretty much a dead woman when you get in on her. I would think that her tarot card at one every 50 times would predict the future and it's a death card and she realizes that you lose. And so then you just have a roll forward mechanic <laughs> and it just rolls forward to Rose wins. Yeah. That's, Something like that. That sounds like a Street Fighter Five thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to talk to Capcom for a second. Hey, Capcom. You know, I know that nobody else wants this character in the game, but you have Luffy, who's been sticking it out with Armika, and his life has been clearly hell. If you look at his Twitter, like he's just, he doesn't love playing the character, I don't think, um, but he's doing it because he doesn't have Rose. I guarantee you, Filipino man is just, this would really make his day. He's been searching for a character, he's been goofing around with Chun Li, goofing around with Manat, but he's a Rose person through and through. And for the love of God, Catalyst needs Rose. Like we know here on Event Hubs, the guy needs this character. There are people that need this character to move forward in their lives, and you are damming up their the progression of their uh, uh, just progression of humanity in their lives. So please bring us Rose. Give us the other cool characters too. But we need Rose. They need Rose, and so we need it. Just Capcom, do it. <laughs> that's a, that's a tough act to follow there on that one because it's she's she's popular enough in tournaments and then with a lot of casual players too like she's a fairly popular character uh, a lot of circles in the FGC um, and. I, 
I my aim here would actually be to make her a little bit more technical. You're going to be doing a lot of stuff with the character pretty consistently to keep you know the walls up and whatnot to actually keep her defense going. Um, she's going to be interesting in this, and, and a lot of people I think liked Rose in Street Fighter Four because she was a very basic character. You know, she was maybe I don't know if she was the most basic character in the entire game, but she was definitely close to it, right? And and so. I don't want that ported over, but I, I get that if it's kind of an homage to what she was before, people might want that. But um, with her power level being what it is, like in the Street Fighter 4 uh, beta, actually, Rose had kind of like the Star Wars like force grab move where she could just kind of grab you and then slam you into the ground. Um, and I don't know if that was like one of her throws or like what it was, but I mean, there's a lot you could do here um, and totally fit the motif of the character, not even like abandon what she is. Like that, she's a very powerful character that's probably not much of a martial artist you know and so I think you would dial back a lot of her normals um, I think it would be a travesty if she did not have her drill like her drill is such an iconic you know move for the character and she uses her scarf for it right like I mean it makes a lot of sense for that to come back uh, but that's probably like one of the few moves that I would keep with this character and um, one of the things and this might give people nightmares if they played alpha 2 uh, and I'm not talking about her crouching medium punch I'm talking about her soul illusion and that's where she creates like three or four clones of herself uh, kind of guinea ginish but you could do some really cool stuff with this if that was like her super or one of her V triggers or whatever um, and you know she creates clones on the screen and you have to like deal with all the like different mix ups or like which one to attack or something like that it could be a very different type of style than what we're used to um, and again that's that's really one I'm, I'm hype over the character for you know that's my favorite character in fighting games ever um but also there's a lot there that, that you could do with her like there's so much you could bring to the table with this character and kind of go wherever you want to um and, and probably not upset too many people with this right like it's it's it fits i don't know i just heard you say give rose a Ganesian, so i'm gonna just <laughs> skip over that because i'm trying to i'm trying to be on your side here man but uh i think yes of the characters that we've talked about Today on the pod, um, you know, I, I, I was clearly not as down with someone like Necro. Uh, Rose is one that it, she certainly gave me nightmares. She might have been Goken's worst matchup in Street Fighter IV. Uh, but all that aside, considering that I do, you know, like I, she's not my favorite uh, for, for various reasons, I still think that she wouldn't be a bad call. I think that she would make a lot of people happy, and there's a lot that you could do with her. And and here in this later stage, like we've said, the 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 setting is such that the bigger, more hype characters are already out there. It's like who do you have left? Rose is one of those characters that's certainly going to bring her fair share of hype to the table. Um, people like her. People love her. Manat's already here. Manat's constantly referencing her. It's like it'd be cool to see the little dynamic that they do with those two characters. And um, and yeah, I think ultimately she would be fun to bring to the table. Even if I'm not going to be playing her, uh, I wouldn't be too sad to see her on the character select screen. Gotcha. All right. So just to recap and, and wrap this up here, we're running a little bit long, so we'll get through this. And that's uh, we both had Deadly at fifth. Um, I had C Viper at fourth. You had Fei Long. Uh, then Rolento, Makoto, uh, Necro, Oro. And then lastly, we had Rose, uh, number one, I did. And then you had Gotetsu at number one for you. And, yes. um, and yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be, a you know, definitely a hodgepodge of those characters. But I think if Capcom picked a handful of those, um, you know, for this remainder of this season and then like the rest to kind of close out Street Fighter V's lifespan, I think the game would end up in a pretty good spot and like kind of help last a little bit longer until we get Street Fighter VI. Like when you introduce brand new gameplay styles and other things in there that really haven't been done before, even if those characters aren't top tier, they're just like, they're solid. You, you get new life into that game. 
you know, you get a brand new way of playing that you, you, you know, haven't seen before. And it's like, oh, wow, like, that's cool. And, and you, you might have a few other people kind of pick it up. It gives you a little bit of positive momentum. It doesn't give you crazy hard, you know, amazing momentum, but it gives you like, oh, this is nice. You know, like this is kind of a good, graceful way of exiting the game. And I do look at, you know, Ultra Street Fighter 4. I believe it did that with Elena, uh, Hugo, um, you know, all those other characters that they had a poison, all that kind of stuff. Like it was, it was something new. It was something we had not seen before. And it just, it gave us enough to make the game last and go out on a positive way. It was a fresh identity, yes. And and for the last, what, year and a half, two years, that it made sense. I haven't been hyped for new characters um, in the game for, for, a little bit while, for a little while now. But in thinking about it, and then much more so in just hashing it out live with you right now, I am looking forward to it, especially if, if they're some of the characters that we've talked about. Like hearing you talk about Oro, even though he was my character, the things that you had to say about him made him sound very intriguing to me, something I would want to explore. Uh, Gotetsu, like that would, be, that would be the bee's knees for me. And clearly Rose would be that for you. Uh, I know a lot of people would be happy with Sea Viper. I think Dudley would, would satisfy a lot of people, myself included. And, um, and you can't divorce DLC characters um, as far as Street Fighter V goes, with the idea of continuing to carry the game to, for however long it needs to be um, um, hype and, and in the competitive and casuals, uh, uh, you know, eye, that, that's, that's not the only purpose that they serve, but it's a very big part of what they'll do in this game, and you have to keep that in mind. So it's a big deal about what or what comes out of Capcom here in November and December and then maybe beyond what's released and and uh, the identity of these characters and the execution of them will be significant for more than just who the characters are and if people like them like it, it's a bigger picture kind of an ordeal than that also please I know that I might not be the only one or I might not be uh, um, this isn't everybody's opinion but I do not want to see bison dolls I just don't I don't no. want to see them uh, they're different they have their own styles and whatnot but I just I don't like the like just fighting against the something about the way that a lot of them seem to move characters like Cami and DiCaprio and what we what we fought of the dolls in the story mode that like kind of smaller frame harder to hit I, I, I'm tired of that we've got enough of that with Cami and maybe a few others in this game, I don't want to see more of it. So please don't plug this particular hole up with a bison doll when it could be someone like Gotetsu or Rose or Dudley. Right. And if you guys disagree with that opinion, you can hit up John at DreamKing23 on Twitter <laughs> and just go ahead and send your hate just there. Just rip and totally into fine. me. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I can take it, guys. Just tell me how much of a scrub I am and how dumb yeah, I, I am for not liking bison dolls. There it is. All right, you guys. That's going to wrap us up for this episode of the Event Hubs podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Adios. At number four, I've got Sea Viper. No, your answer to that is no. You don't even have to answer. It's no. <laughs>